DEI budgets are under attack, but the goals haven't changed. Whether you're looking to increase your DEI knowledge, expand your market reach, or gain a competitive advantage in business, we have the solution. TDM Library is your single source for expert curated DEI resources, strategies, and solutions, all designed to help you transform your workplace culture and be a more effective contributor. For $9.99 per month, you get access to our searchable subscription-based digital library. There, you'll find articles, practical how-to guidebooks, podcasts, award-winning micro-videos, and more than 700 Q&As designed to help DEI practitioners, thought leaders, and executives create a more inclusive workplace. Whether you prefer to listen, watch, or read, we have the resources for you. TDM Library goes beyond the basics to dive deep into topics such as inclusive language, the business case for DEI, talent acquisition, and C-suite engagement. For less than the price of a sandwich, you get access to our library of more than a thousand pieces of original expert curated DEI content. Join today and get your first 30 days free. Get your library card now at tdmlibrary.thediversitymovement.com. Hi, my name is Sierra Thompson, and this is episode two of Z Notes. Today we have TJ Olson, Cassidy Leovic, and Diana Garland with us. TJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, thanks, Sierra. My name is TJ Olson, and I am a recent grad from Appalachian State University, where I majored in communication, electronic media, and broadcasting, and minored in marketing. And um, right now, I'm just uh, applying everywhere, um, anywhere related to the field, honestly, because it has taken a hit recently due to COVID-19. But um, I would say my searches have been narrowed down to like anything in production when production opens back up. But right now I'm seeing if I can apply for freelance video editing, videography, uh, a lot of podcast editing, um, prospects too. So cool. Yeah, those Thanks, are my interests TJ. so far. <laughs> <laughs> and Diana? Well, my name is Diana Garland. Um, I'm probably the youngest one here, kind of definitely in that Gen Z category. Um, I had just recently graduated high school at Panther Creek. Um, obviously, no diploma, I mean, not diplomas, but you know, anything in college, because I'm not there yet. But um, I'm planning on studying business and majoring in that, um, specifically marketing, and yeah, seeing where it goes from there. Awesome. Cassidy? I'm Cassidy Leovic. I'm a recent graduate of Appalachian State University. And I actually have just started job training for the job I just got. Um, Definitely, TJ, when you're talking about applying to everywhere, resonated with me a lot because just <laughs> every single job that I was interested on the job board just disappeared um, when Corona came. So yeah, I'm, I'm working as a behavioral therapist, a research behavioral technician, it's official um, job title for a company in Cary, working with kids who have autism. Um, yeah. And that's what I wanted. 
I had to compromise a few things. Like it's a part-time job and it's in Cary when I wanted to be in Durham, but I was just happy to get something with coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> Well, great. Um, thank you guys all for participating in this conversation. We'll go ahead and dive in. So since we are talking about Generation Z, what do you guys want older generations to know and understand about working in and communicating with you? TJ, if you want to kick us off. Sure. Um, so yes, I have some notes. Uh, I said, um, I obviously can't speak for all Gen Zers, but um, I know that the environment I would like to work in is one where I'm um, like treated with respect and like, <laughs> I guess not spoken down to as a newbie for whatever uh, job market I'm entering in. But um, I also uh, want like the older generations to understand if I don't understand something right away within their company that um, I'm a fast learner and I'll always find a way to get on the same page with them. And yeah. Yeah, that's something I've kind of heard across the board is that um, people our age just want to be treated as if we're on the same level as everyone else, even though we're all kind of um, starting and starting positions um, in whatever field we're in. But yeah, how about you, Diana? Um, I feel as though older generations have to understand how drastically like different we are in general. Um, but I feel like particularly with um, learning styles, I personally um, learn more with having technology around me, like computers and obviously the internet, because that's how I grew up, um, you know, with technology. So also with communication, it isn't hard to teach me or Gen Z new things, and we shouldn't be treated as, you know, this kind of kid, I guess, since we are younger. Um, but since we did grow up differently, I feel like patience and understanding are definitely required. So. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of older generations kind of admire how good our generation is with technology, since you mentioned mm -hmm. that. Um, so I think it's almost like they have something to learn from us in that regard of being a little more tech savvy. I agree. How about you, Cassidy? Yeah, so I wrote down, I have some notes as well. I think that I really like things to be in writing. So for if there's a deadline or something like that, like I would just love it if my company communicates with me like just having that stuff so I can go back and reference it um but then also like in person I really it's important for me that my employers act intentional and make sure that they're like speaking in an inclusive way like I don't really want to be working for someone who is gonna be having like microaggressions in their language to me like I don't like any like sexist or homophobic or racist jokes like wow communication i've had that happen before so I, I just definitely know that that type of communication does not fly with me and like it's one thing to be like casually talking to people and like making other jokes or like having a banter with someone and like i do like that but just not when you're talking about minorities yeah i think and that's a really important thing to point out when you're picking out the certain kind of environment that you want to work in, you know, it depends, like what kind of people do you want to work with and how do those people communicate and um, how sort of empathetic are they to the changing like standards of how to talk and communicate with each other. But cool, that kind of leads into my other question, um, Cassidy, because you're talking about sort of like, I guess you could call it like the culture of a company. But what do you guys, um, what kind of brands or companies do you guys admire? Like companies that are um, speaking 
and in the correct way or in a PC way about minorities or representing things in a positive manner. Are there any companies that you guys really admire or are always supporting buying their products? Um, well, I, I'm honestly just uh, basing it off of uh, what I see myself uh, viewing the most. So it, it's not, doesn't really have much to do with, I don't know what the brands are representing. It's just something I've understood like that I've watched a lot. So of course, I don't know, like the MCU. I love the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Um, what else there? Oh, like YouTube, Netflix, Spotify, and Apple. Um, pretty much any like streaming service because I'm a major movie buff, and I, yeah, those those are the brands I see myself um, using the most. Yeah, and TJ, is it important to you that those streaming ser services kind of have a diverse platform of different um, shows and different representation in those shows? Oh, absolutely. Like, it now is, like, the most vital time to be, uh, to have, like, different diverse platforms um, to show their shows. Because, um, yeah, we've been, we've been seeing like a lot of progress with that lately with like more Asian representation in the movie, crazy rich Asians. But yeah, it's absolutely important. Cause I mean, there's just more stories to be told. Cool. Diana Cassidy. Um, well, I definitely agree with pretty much everything that he said. Um, I don't follow brands as much as me, you know, um, kind of just enjoying it. I don't really follow. I mean, I would say the only brand that I really follow is like Nike and Adidas and stuff like that because I was associated with sports a lot during um, middle school and high school. So I would always have to, you know, purchase things because it would be the best quality and most comfortable for those sports. But, um, you know, I also kind of go off of what that company believes in. Um, I'd say like, with everything going on right now. Like I know Ben and Jerry's just released a whole statement about how they're feeling and their stance. So um, it'll definitely kind of make me want to purchase one brand more over another, just because of what, you know, that specific company stands for. But um, yeah, I definitely have to agree with me more enjoying kind of what they produce, not really based on a brand. Got it, yeah. And I think just with the internet and Twitter and our accessibility to information and being able to know what companies do stand for, and we kind of see like behind the glass a little bit more, like for instance, Ben and Jerry's, we, kind of, we know how they feel, we know their opinions and where they stand. And so we're able to kind of make a choice that's more based on that thing than just the product itself. So. I was just saying like, it's, you're able to see what uh, their company represents when you follow them on social media. Like uh, you always see what charities or things they're uh, doing on Instagram. And yeah, I, for brands, really the only brand that I have that's consistent is like Apple products. And I just think it's because when I was in middle school, I wanted the bright and shiny iPhone. And like when I was in high school, I finally got it. And then I was like, oh, well, like I'm going to college. I need a MacBook so it can like talk to my iPhone and I can text through it and stuff. And then like here we are four years later and I have an Apple Watch and a AirPods too. So like <laughs> I think it definitely like got me when I was young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's where the brand loyalty comes in. Right. Yeah, definitely. And that's 
the really the only one that I feel like I'm loyal to other than I really liked Lush a lot just because there is zero waste and everything. But then I was on social media the other day and I saw them handing out some products to police officers and I was like, I'm going to find somewhere else to go now. So if you guys have any suggestions for like (laughs) products that don't have, don't use like waste for them, then let me know. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's interesting. Like I wonder if a millennial or, um, like a baby boomer would feel the same way if they saw um, a company like supporting a movement that they didn't agree with, if they would immediately then go, I don't trust this brand anymore. Right, right. Because like, I think about um, like Chick-fil-A, like I used to mm-hmm. love Chick-fil-A, you know? Was... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm part of the queer community and they have, and even in the past, say they don't now, which I still don't fully believe, like they were donating to organizations that were like hurting people in my community, like, it was just so easy for me to, like, turn it off and, like, mm-hmm. not go there, just because, like, there's so much, even though they have really good food, like, yeah. <laughs> more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely did not, I think it was around maybe a year when I really found out about, um, you know, who they were donating to, because I'm definitely an ally, so I had to stop eating there, which definitely sucks because, as you said, they do have really good food. But until yeah. they stopped, you know, funding those specific organizations, and I, you know, started to go back. But you know, that's still something that heavily influences my decision on, you know, purchasing stuff from them. So, likewise, I had to stop because my uh, sister is um, part of the LGBTQ community, and. Um, I stopped for a while, but at, at times I felt guilty, like caving, because their chicken sandwiches are so good. But, <laughs> no it, but yeah, I've definitely, um, I w- I've made it like two or three years without. But <laughs> that's a good amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really cool how you know, like we just have a lot of power with our buying choices and who we choose to support, even like big corporations like Chick-fil-A. It kind of adds up the more people um, stop and the more they're forced to look at um, their own agendas. Cool. So this is a quick question. We'll just go around, but rank your favorite social media platforms. What platforms do you use the most? You can maybe do like a top three. Top three. Okay. Um, the ones I've been using a lot lately are, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn, um, and TikTok. <laughs> that's, that's, I know that's four, but like, TikTok always finds a way <laughs> to <laughs> distract me from the other three. <laughs> um, I'd say for me, it would probably be Twitter, Snapchat, and then probably a tie for third between Instagram and TikTok. I don't use LinkedIn as much because of how, you know, young I am. I'm only 18, so I'm not really, like, I have an account, but it'll probably start, you know, building on it as I get older and have more experience. But for, like, the main platforms that I use, I would say those are top three. I would say I really only use Instagram. And then, like, I have Facebook for, like, my old relatives to, like, see what I'm doing in my life, you know. And then I also... Okay, how about this? It'll be Instagram number one. I had Twitter to follow all the Democratic nominees, like when that was going on, just to kind of see where I wanted to um, go with that. But then, like now that that's over, I really don't use it as much 
and then so then Facebook sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah, TikTok also distracts me too, CJ. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So you guys are each given a magic wand and you can do with it whatever you want. You can't wish for more wishes or anything like that. But <laughs> if you could change the world in one drastic way, what would you do? It's kind of a no-brainer right now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, just racism, get rid of it. <laughs> and Corona, end it. <laughs> just, just 2020, just make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's, but yeah, I would say, I guess on a more serious note, just like if everybody could just be more empathetic to one another, just try and see everybody's perspective and just communicate more with one another because I think that's that's one of the important factors that can help for progress and change is just being like seeing yourself in other people's shoes and like having dialogues about everything that that's on your mind and that concerns you. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what would you do, Diana? Um, yeah, mine heavily ties into what he said as well. I definitely change the views of people in the world. You know, everything that's been occurring, um, you know, from the protests and the fighting for change, you know, changing people's perspectives and how they feel towards certain races, cultures, backgrounds, sexual orientations. Um, I think if they're willing to be more open and understanding to, you know, definitely Gen Z, but anyone in general, um, instead of being more hateful, then you know, the world would just be a better place. Yeah, I would say, like, a nice blanket statement would be I would end all types of oppression if I had a magic mm. wand, because um, I think that would also help, like, with maybe people who can't afford certain resources or, like, people who are being affected by um, corona and maybe, like, they're being impacted financially by this. Like, I think in America it's so easy to, like, just get in a lower class and stay there. It's, like, really hard to get out. And so I think, like, we're going to see that with coronavirus. And so just like ending all types of oppression for all races, sexualities, gender identifiers, and um, like socioeconomic status as well. And anything else. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, although like COVID-19 is horrible, I've, I've definitely noticed I've been able to reflect more. And I think that's, one silver lining out is just it gives everybody everybody more time to reflect and like less time to be distracted unless it's tiktok of course but <laughs> i just think it, it gives us more time to think about things and to not take things for granted and just to yeah just to think about what really matters yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's especially powerful that we have this time during the Black Lives Matter movement when so many people are changing their opinions and getting more educated and really taking the time to read and have those conversations. So, Absolutely. All right. So Gen Z is kind of known to be a little bit more fiscally responsible than millennials were or are. 
Um, some people say that it's because they had to watch their parents struggle during the recession. But um, why do you guys think you yourselves care? You've seen people around you your age care more about money and financial stability and those kinds of things. Yeah, like, as you say, like growing, growing up um, during the recession, um, I was taught oh, like a lot to save up. And I think I've just always subconsciously preferred saving because we're also, we're a generation that likes to like build and create our own things and be entrepreneurs. And I think we're subconsciously saving up for that idea that we want to build upon or start. And we are more focused on money, but like not for, not in the material sense as we use like the traditional sense where like, you know, you want to get the big house, the fancy car. I think we're, yeah, we're more focused on saving it for like our own creative endeavors and um, in whatever ways we want to change the world ourselves, we're saving it up for that. Yeah, and I that makes me think about how maybe people our age or in our generation save up for to have like a certain amount of independence because not mm-hmm. as many people in our generation are kind of craving that nuclear family, like you said, like the big house or the car, but we want to yeah. be able to do the things that we want to do, whatever that might be. Um, so yeah. Um, Personally, I believe that it's all about timing. I definitely know that millennials and Gen Z grew up in two different economic times, and that can um, definitely heavily change their opinion on how they view money and how they manage it. Um, I know that Gen Z grew up during the Great Recession, so I was young. I don't remember much, but I do remember money being, you know, something that I had to learn to you know have a budget and organize make sure that everything was good um but yeah and then i know that millennials definitely entered adulthood during it so like i said before it's really about timing and how people's views change depending on how they grow up how old they are and you know kind of what's going on in the world that would make them change their perspective so yeah so i would definitely say like I am physically responsible because I can see how my money that I save now can turn into more money later. Um, Just like with investing, whether it's like in the stock market or in a mutual fund and like letting that, like just forgetting about it and like letting it grow for a few years or like um, investing in other things that will make property. Like I was looking at buying a house like pre-corona just to try and like have that um gain money like gain value and then being able to like sell it off later and like have people living with me so they would pay the mortgage as well um and like cover the whole mortgage but with coronavirus happening that's you know kind of halted and changed a lot of things and i think now i'm gonna like what i want to invest my money in is an education like a master's degree um and like i'm very like it was kind of hard for me to answer these questions about like what brands do you use? Because I feel like I don't purchase very much stuff often. Like I just moved into a new apartment and almost everything is from the side of the road or <laughs> from my, um, retweet. what'd you say? Retweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, especially right now, everyone's moving out. Like there's so much good stuff. Um, or like I'm the youngest of two 
brothers. So I have like a bunch of stuff from their places that I've accumulated. Um, so yeah, I like everything, like almost everything I didn't pay for just because I found it for free somehow. And so like just making sure like if I can save money in those ways then I can be able to have that money grow in others. Um, so that is really inspirational for me to be, cause I didn't like my family didn't really struggle during the recession of 08. And so like, I don't think that had much to do with my money standards. Now. I also think though, like the job that I'm going into, like I want to go into a helping profession and social work has always interested me as well. So like if I'm going to be going into a field that doesn't get a lot of money, then I really need to save now to set my, get myself ahead in the future when I'm not making very much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if there's anything I've learned from this year is that nothing is certain and it's right. always, it's always a good idea to have <laughs> some amount of savings in your yes. bank account. So <laughs> like, I, I'm glad that was instilled in me like growing up during the recession. You guys each may, um, not to speak for any of you, but might um, be in a minority one way or another. Um, so if you want to speak to this in the way that you're not in that minority group, um, whether it be LGBT or um, you're a person of color or a woman um, for this next question. But even Gen Zers who don't represent um, physical diversity, they prioritize diversity. And why is that? Like, why do you even you know, someone who's a white guy, who's straight, still care about the Black Lives Matter movement? Or um, why does um, someone who's Hispanic and straight still care about the LGBTQ movement and all that kind of thing um, in ways that other generations didn't really um, care about those different things? Um, I would say it's just, I've grown up in a different time where diversity is essential to any kind of positive growth or change. And you just see more and more diversity in your like environment and your surroundings. And um, I think just diversity is very important to find innovative ways to, pro to approach and solve problems. You wouldn't be able to if you weren't um, a part of a diverse environment. And um, yeah, that that's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Diana. Um, so like I've said before, this generation is definitely different from previous generations with ideas and technology and, um, you know, association or affiliation. So even if you don't fit in a specific category, I know me, I am a black woman. Um, so that's already kind of two hits that um, are different than what the world is kind of used to. But even if you don't fit in a category and let's say that you're just, you know, a male, that's an advantage already. Um, if you're white, that's also an advantage already. Um, you still need to be open. I feel like openness is definitely one of the key factors in, you know, having a diverse community and, you know, learning from each other. Um, you need to respect also other people's, you know, what they want to do. I don't feel like you should be offended. Like it's, it's, I always feel like it's, if it's not you, why do you have such a, you know, strong view on it? You should just let them be happy and respect what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but just being a good person in general, like just respect and, you know, be open to that. Um, 
diversity is what's really gonna, you know, push us forward. So um, definitely communication and just being, as I said before, open. That's really what's gonna, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say like why maybe people who don't hold very many intersectionalities do really push for um, diversity is probably just because of empathy. Like TJ said that earlier and I like, it's like, yes, empathy. <laughs> it's like you maybe can walk through life and not have very many obstacles or things that will make it harder for you, but like you can see that and realize that and know that people of a different color, of a different orientation do have those struggles. And so like, you know what you have and what others don't. And so like being able to see that I think helps. And like personally, like being a part of the LGBTQ plus community, I have been able to see like how just small ways that I have been oppressed and like you can't even see it on me. You know, like I think being of color or maybe being trans or like something where like someone can look at you and say, I know that this person is black or color, like or of any other color and like seeing those things like that's an immediate judgment right off the bat whereas like I'm walking around like yeah I look gay a lot of the times I think but a lot of people are so close-minded they don't even see that which is fine um so yeah I'd say that like it's just knowing what you have and like what your privilege is really helps to see why that why that needs to be I'm trying to figure out what to say like knowing your privilege helps you to see where others don't have their privilege and why it's important that we do have a diverse, like have diversity in all aspects of our life. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's very well said. And kind of like, um, Diana, you were saying about openness. I feel like so many more people who, even if they aren't in all these intersectionalities are just more open to diversity and they see like TJ was saying, all the benefits of it when you're in a group and it's more diverse, like you're welcoming in so many more positive and different ideas that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So yeah, I think our generation just kind of is one more open and two has seen the benefits of diversity. And so we're maybe a little more open to that. Yeah. So you guys are going to kind of close off this podcast and, if you guys would like to say any last things that you want older generations to know about Gen Z, any final thoughts, um, any stereotypes about being younger that you're sick of hearing about? Okay, I'd say <laughs> the only stereotype that I would like Gen Zers to like X out is that we're always on our phone. I feel like I'm not on my phone that much in I've seen a lot of older people on their phone a lot more than I have. Maybe that's because it just takes them longer to do things. <laughs> it's a nightmare <laughs> watching movies with my family. They're always on their phone more than yeah. I'm ever on my phone. Like my right. parents are always Facebooking well. I'm like, just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like when we used to do things like back before Corona, it was like everything that we had to do. Like my mom had to post on social media, which like, mm. you know, power to her, but like, yeah, it's just, like, this whole, like, novel she had to, like, write out. Like, for my graduation, she, like, spent more time editing that post than I did on any of my college papers. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I don't really know what else to say other than, like, you know, we, especially going through, like, 
being born in 9-11 era like around that and like seeing the effects of that because like, I very rarely remember it but like I think there's a lot of things that we were affected by having these older generations raise us after watching that in the great or in the recession in 08 not the great depression um and then now like coronavirus like I think we're really learning how to be scrappy you know like I think all of us had an idea of what our summer was or like what our following like post-graduation was going to look like and that has just been like completely washed away and like we're going to be resilient and we're like really going to be this is going to affect us but I think for the best that like we're going to learn how to come back from something like a whole pandemic in this world so yeah we're scrappy (laughs) for sure (laughs) yes um, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I've seen many posts on kind of Gen Z or this generation being born, you know, around the time 9-11 occurred and then graduating during a pandemic. So I've always thought that was interesting. And I definitely agree with, you know, us being resilient and scrappy. Um, as for a stereotype, there are so many for Gen Z, but um, I guess the one that I would kind of focus on is me kind of knowing everything about technology because I, you know, I'm younger and I'm supposed to be hip to this as, you know, some of my family says, but um, (laughs) personally, I don't know everything. Like if your phone is broken, please don't come to me. Like I don't work at Apple. (laughs) Like I I don't know what to do. I'm probably just going to try to reset it. (laughs) Like I don't know much, but um, yeah, I would try to cancel that stereotype. Um, I know a decent amount because I'm on my phone and because it's kind of been exposed to me. Um, but yeah, I'm not a tech whiz. Like I can't. (laughs) So that's fair. (laughs) I completely agree, Diana. I, like, I have a Twitter account, but I have no idea how to use it. I've had it for a year. (laughs) I haven't touched it at all. But, uh, yeah, for stereotypes, I, I don't want, um, I don't want older generations like confusing like our ambition and like our entrepreneurial ways for being self-centered and entitled. I like just because we want to work on improving ourselves. I don't want, I don't want them thinking like it's uh, an entitled mindset, just us being ambitious and scrappy like Cassidy said. So (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you guys all for sharing your thoughts on this topic and for participating in the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having us. This has been awesome. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to you guys.